Hey everyone, I needed to put this disclaimer at the beginning of the podcast because some weird thing happened where for some reason, even though I had double-checked it, the podcasting platform that we use changed my default mic from my actual recording mic to my webcam mic. And that makes my personal recording for this episode sound super terrible. Uh, There is also a weird thing going on where there's like this motorized clicking sound that gets kind of louder near the end. So I would say, especially if you are a headphone user, maybe sit this one out or, uh, you know, really pick what you want to listen to very carefully. But um, I this will not happen again in the future. I will always make sure to double check. But this is just a weird one off thing because I ended up getting a new webcam and you don't need to know all this. But just know that my audio specifically in this episode is fucking terrible. And I apologize and we will do better in the future. But I could not re-record an entire hour and 40 minute podcast. So thank you for understanding We will be back better and stronger next episode. Uh, But if you want to still give this a listen, it is after this. So get ready for that. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 125 of Game Time with Manny. As always, I am here with Matt. Yeah, hello. This this week, so much happened. So many things were announced. So many things were unannounced. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, right now, I'm just kind of like, the picture that we can, the video stream here is so much better from than last week. I don't know if you're having... Oh, really? Yes. Uh, I am using a better camera this week. That is also part of it, probably. Okay. Um, I'm still um, looking pretty to... terrible on my end. Oh, it looks fine on your end. So oh, maybe actually. it is just a better stream. But I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Mine, is a di- mine is a different camera, so that might play hmm. into why it looks better. Did you get a new camera recently? Uh, my brother needed to borrow my camera today at the only time, once every two weeks, I need to use my webcam. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I just borrowed one from work, and I'm using that. Oh, okay. So. Mm-hmm. yeah and it's just a better one like mine is a logitech c390 and this is like right. a this is a the same thing but like a 930 or something mm. so it's like six generations newer than the one i was using <laughs> yeah we probably have the same one because mine's only 720 yeah this one this new one is a hot 1080 Ooh, yeah. not the 4k tech. though not no 4K. but no one needs to see me in 4k people don't even need to see me in 1080 to be honest <laughs> i don't they they need to see me as a blurry blob mm. then mm. I, I look best <laughs> that way yeah yeah but you're not a mess manny you're you're not a mess that's true i'm not <laughs> my shirt says so uh so we can get right into it. This yeah, first yeah, one, yeah. I was baffled by. I was absolutely baffled. I think Vampire the Masquerade is cursed on all fronts. The original game is, like, so fucking janky and whacked out. Then they're like, we're going to make another one because that game was a cult classic. And I got mm-hmm. excited. This is, like, their third delay or whatever. But this time, 
they said it is not coming out in 2021 and they're just they're getting a new developer totally like they were like oh we're not working with this developer anymore sorry we're trying to find a new one which like that's bad it must yeah, be that's... it must be really bad you know what forget delayed out of 2021 that's delayed out of like until like 2024 2025 like, i don't I don't get that because they've also announced like several weird spin-off visual novel games from this that are like coming out and all have weird names like with New York in them and shit. I I don't know. This this game though like I I don't know that they've shown gameplay of Vampire the Masquerade cuz every time they like show it it's always some weird like CG trailer or some shit. And I was going to bring up remember that microsoft stream last year that showed this was that the one where it was like christmas or whatever like the the christmas tree and the vampire attacks of people yes yes okay yeah yeah that was that was like the next the first like next gen look remember and you were so upset from that entire thing well it's so fucking dumb (laughs) like your entire game is it's an rpg about making choices and like you can't even show gameplay like so i mean gameplay i mean it just it must have been fucking awful like all around like it must be so bad uh i they probably have shown gameplay and i've just never looked for it or something but uh yeah i mean that's a that's not a good sign when you're like yeah we got to get a new developer sorry guys (laughs) no longer coming out this year and we're like two months in Mm -hmm. that's uh that is a bad sign yeah, that's um, but, as I said, push that to like what if they're getting a new developer, you're looking at 2024. I, I, I would, I it depends how much they can salvage of what they had, like it depends how bad it was, I guess. Like, is this a Metroid Prime 4 situation? Are they totally scrapping it, or are they like using uh, what they had? What or what? Like, I have to imagine that's hard. Like, you have to find the right developer that can just like basically pick up work from other people. Oh yeah, oh, because wow. at that point, like the other developer, if you drop them, they're not helping you on that. So you got to like right, figure right. out the way it was coded. You have to figure out what the mm-hmm. fuck they were doing. Like that games that usually don't start over in this type of state usually are bad. Yes. So, so like, I mean, Final Fantasy VII remake did this because uh, it was originally like cyber connect to the people that make mm-hmm. anime naruto fighting games were making it and they were like oh no we're gonna do this internal square development now and you're like oh boy mm-hmm. and they like rebooted that they nintendo rebooted metroid so like i at least metroid remains to be seen ever again so you know oh uh, that was a new one came out a couple years ago Th- that is true but i mean metroid prime 4 like oh they, metroid prime 4 like they hadn't showed it originally but they extra haven't shown it now so they don't even talk about its existence anymore just, <laughs> you know. but every every single direct people are like it's Everyone. gonna get announced it's gonna get announced <laughs> well okay it's just like every fucking other thing that happens now people are like oh here's elden ring I'm ready for Elden Ring. It's like Elden Ring doesn't even exist. There's also been no gameplay for that. Everybody calm down. Like, mm-hmm. who fucking knows when Elden Ring is going to come out? I Shit is wild. It doesn't even exist as far as I'm concerned. If that'll get announced and it'll be like, it's coming out in three months. I, I don't know about that. It'll come out. It'll have a very short window from when it's like shown again to when it's coming out. Because I, I feel like normally from games don't do that. So... We'll see. That's that's my hot prediction with okay. that. So. 
Um, in less upsetting news, uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 are, uh, they're coming to the next-gen platforms and mm. the Switch. Uh, the next-gen ones will run at 120 frames a second and be in 4K. Uh, they show the trailer. The shit looks so smooth. It's insane. Um, there's like a weird thing where like you're going to have to pay $10 to upgrade it, but like maybe not if you had the physical version, but then maybe otherwise i don't know it's very weird and the messaging was so so unclear when i tried to read it but it does seem like you might have to pay ten dollars if you want to get the hot frames um the other weird thing about this was like they had announced that uh crash bandicoot 4 was coming to new platforms and the switch Mm -hmm. and tony hawk himself tweeted at or he just tweeted out like, oh, it's cool that Crash is coming to other platforms. I'm sad that my game is not. And then (laughs) uh, Crash responded and said, yeah, Activision, can we hook them up? Can we we get this going? And they said they would look into it. So I guess this was teased, but I was just like, what the fuck is this Twitter exchange? Like, why is this happening? Um, Did you see the video recently of Bam Margera and Tony Hawk. No, Bam Margera's got to be fucking rough right now. He looks, he looked really rough, and got to be rough. Tony Hawk just looked like, like, honestly, it was just like a kid telling a story to like an adult type of situation where Tony Hawk was just trying to be as nice as he possibly could, as Bam Margera was just completely fucked up, and yeah, it was very painfully awkward to watch. Wow, that sounds great. Yes, so you might want to look that up. Yeah, I should, I should look <laughs> that up. Um, these these news stories were mostly in here, depending like in the order they happened in. So, so there's a, a lot of Sony stuff happened. So like they, yes. uh, Jim Ryan, the head of Sony, said that they are going to be putting out more of their first party games on PC. Uh, Days Gone will be the first one. Um, mm sure yeah yeah. uh but like this strategy people are weirdly upset about because of you know sony fanboyism or whatever you got to keep it on your platform but like to me this makes sense because all first party sony games at this point especially if they're coming out a couple years later have already reached Mm -hmm. basically their peak sales so then if they come out on pc you're only just extending the sales of that game right right. so so like yeah i would assume that eventually like god of war and that shit will come out too I mean, Uncharted, you could just pretty much drop all five at this point. You could, well, like you could do the collection and then like four and then Lost Legacy. And that would sell pretty well, I assume. Yeah, I would assume that would do well. The Days Gone is a really fucking weird one to be like, oh, this is the one we're putting out there. But like, I, sure. I mean, I, I, I guess like Ghost of Tsushima is probably too new for that because it's still yeah, selling yeah. and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it makes sense for them to do this, uh, mm-hmm. especially after Horizon worked and is good so is it good because i heard conflicting stuff about horizon oh was it i don't know i assume it was good but i don't these things yeah i i heard some like some issues might have happened with that so interesting uh there's a new psvr coming which uh is good it shows that sony is not abandoning uh vr which if they had decided not to make a new headset, I think it would have proven bad for VR overall. It would have been like, oh, this is kind of dead in the water as far as video games go. Yeah, yeah. At least, like, 
Because, like, Microsoft hasn't even touched it, and I don't think they will touch it at this point. No, I don't um, think they will either. But, I mean, this just means that, like, Sony will continue to have first-party VR games, and right, they right. are actually, like, making a push mm-hmm. for it. So that's interesting. There's not a lot of stuff. It's going to be a new headset with new controllers specifically for VR, so I hope they are just, like, the Quest Vive mm. controllers because no one wants to use a fucking move with the way the camera works. Like, you have to have something better than just tracking a single point. It has to be right. tracking a lot. So uh, that should be good. Um, around that same time, Sony announced that Gran Turismo 7 is not coming out this year. It is coming out in 2022, which is weird, because they seem to have, like, been hinting that it would be a launch window game before. that obviously that it's not the case not happen, no. that clearly did not happen uh and we have not really even seen like true gameplay although with gran turismo it's hard to tell because it always looks so good that you're like is right. this cg i don't know so who knows yeah and there's like rumor that like forza is going to be delayed until next year as well there is yeah so we could see like in the fall gran turismo versus forza going up against each other yeah that would be cool yeah yeah I'm I'm just hoping for Horizon, Forza Horizon Five, this yeah. year. That's that's obviously you're probably on the, in the same boat. Mm-hmm. Who cares about real Forza? Yeah, I don't care about real Forza. I also don't really care about Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo, yeah. But you know that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, these next two are hilarious. Uh, well, um, the first one is not hilarious. It's more just like what the actual fuck. <laughs> so there was supposed to be another huge patch for mm-hmm. cyberpunk at the end of this month they said they can't make it man they mm-hmm. can't make it because they got hacked and that was a big deal and they just they couldn't get it done also covid which is everyone's new fun excuse uh for everything um yeah so they couldn't make it it's coming in the second half of march but don't worry because it wasn't just about fixing the game it was also about adding quality of life things to mm-hmm. it good 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 so, so at the second half of march who knows? Maybe it'll run for more than an hour for me. I don't know. I, I saw the timeline. Apparently, like, the next gen isn't even expected to come out until, like, the fall. Yeah, that's buck wild. They are yeah. something... I don't fucking understand what the hell's going on there. Like, by that time, I, I don't know. But, like, this, so th- at this point, like, I, I waited three months. I gave mm-hmm. this. I gave it three months to, because I wanted to play it and beat it. I probably will not now because, like, it's just... I still, it still crashes now. Like I I tried at the end of January. It still doesn't fucking work as intended for me. So, and and then people are like, oh, well, it's probably just your PS5. Bitch, I play everything on my PS5. Everything else works. You can't. This game does not. not. That is not a good excuse. It's It's a PS5. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's a bad excuse. I play everything else on this PS5 and it fucking Mm -hmm. works. So like, I, I don't understand. That that shit is wild, and like mm-hmm. the way they worded it was was something like basically, oh, isn't it such a bummer? We got hacked. Please be sorry for us. <laughs> so we're having a hard time, and it's like, man, I don't give a shit, dude. Mm-hmm. This is what your game still doesn't work three months later. You fucking put out like six patches for this thing. The last one was seventeen gigs. And it still doesn't fix the fact that the game crashes. You made everything barren as fuck. Like, uh, it's just, it's wild to me that it is still as fucked up as it is. The sad thing is, even once they get that all fixed, 
it's still not a great game. Yeah, like then it's still not a great game. Like then it's still just like, oh, this is an okay open world game. Like mm-hmm. just the whole fucking thing, man. It drives me nuts. But like I I can't take their statements recently where they're like, please be sorry for us. Like, dude, you fucked this. There is mm-hmm. no world in which you didn't cause all of this to yourself in the first place. Like that uh, God. And I do just, I feel bad for the developers who were obviously crunching around the clock on this fucking game because, and it still sold so fucking well. So like, it sold, it sold well because it sold before the game came out. I I know. Yeah. But it just, so it's hard to get too mad about that because people, people thought this was going to be one of the greatest games of all time. Uh, That's, that's on them. It is definitely, it is definitely not. Oh, dude, this, oh my god, man. Guess what happened? Guess what happened, Matt? Guess what happened? Anthem is, uh-huh. it's not coming back. What do you Anthem, mean it's not coming back? I mean, it's not coming back. I was so ready for Anthem to come back. I so they're just wait. making Anthem 2? No, no, there's just no are, Anthem now. There's are, no, are sure? they killed it, yeah. So uh, it was a couple weeks ago. Jason Schreier had said that he heard from his sources that uh, Bioware was having a meeting with EA executives to determine whether or not they would continue development on Anthem Next, mm. which is what they were calling it. Uh, apparently, that was a no. They're not. They're not. Uh, because they want to focus on Dragon, Dragon Age, Age and Mass Effect. Which, from what I saw... Apparently, EA is allowing them to not make Dragon Age a, a, a serve live, live yes. as a service game. So that so was that's... announced. It was uh, it was originally announced as a games as a service type game, mm-hmm. and they have now been allowed to drop that and make it just a single player RPG. So that is a better sign for that game, I think. Uh, yes. I still, you know, still not very excited about Dragon Age, but who know who knows, man? Maybe maybe Mass Effect will. Uh, really be good now because they don't have to make anthem anymore no more anthem yeah because like they were making anthem when andromeda came out right uh yes i believe so so yeah that's anthem is just uh at least it's not the disaster cyberpunk was right yeah yeah there's nothing wrong with anthem it wasn't overheating playstations and shit (laughs) and like just breaking all around it was uh, just like a it was just kind of like a massive disappointment it was but I, it was actually like overheating consoles and shit yeah, because yeah, it yeah. was just like not managed properly it, it was wild that game sucked and i can't believe you played it oh yeah man to the finish all the way uh I can't. I can't believe they were like we're gonna continue this, <laughs> and then they had to give it up in the end. Anyways, it's just like I don't know. It's one of those things where you kind of root for it. Like sometimes that works with you. Like it worked with No Man's Sky. It worked with Final Fantasy fourteen. Like it can happen. It it was unrealistic that it was gonna happen to Anthem, but I think it would have been cool to have a game come back and be like, oh, you know what? Like Bioware did it. Like they actually were able to turn this thing around but i mean obviously that's not what ea is about that's not no that's not what ea is about and and also like it was never all hands on deck to fix anthem either yes so that also was like god this is a weird half-assed project like what is even gonna happen with this how much are you redeveloping i would love to see footage of this shit 
someday. Yes. Like I would love, I would love that so much to see what this was supposed to be like. A no clip documentary of Anthem. Yeah. Oh my god, I would read a book oh. about the development of Anthem next. Like Just I, the, yeah, that's yeah. the shit I craved, man. That. It's, it's got to be so awesome. Like, just every part of this is like, I bet the what? people who were put on that didn't even want to make it. Can we just change that to Bioware between, like, <laughs> 2014 and 2021? Can we just change that a bit? Yeah, maybe? I mean, yeah, I would love to hear all about that. Like, I, <laughs> at this point, those those employees and the developers and, like, everybody that works there have to be so fucking demoralized. Like, yeah, yeah. it's got to be insane Mm -hmm. because it's just everything goes wrong for them it seems like recently yeah i mean like dragon age inquisition we're not the biggest fans of it but no but i mean it it sold really well for them it did well and it 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 won some awards and stuff yeah Uh, yeah, yeah. so like it, it did i mean it was definitely a weaker year for video games but it definitely was like among like some of the top games of the year uh after that it's been uh, interesting to see. Yeah, it's been a, just a wild shit show. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of wild shit shows, this is fucking crazy. This is fucking crazy. Activision had to put out yeah. a statement mm-hmm. that fucking COD isn't going to fit on your 500 gig PS4 <laughs> anymore if it's fully updated. What? Like, they were already being totally railed on because the patches were too big. Now it might not even fit on a fucking 500 gig PS4. That's insane. That's It's it's actually insane. Like, Warzone, uh, Cold War, I think. I mean, they're good-looking games, but, like, they they can't be optimized at all. No, like, they can't. They're just sending you the uncompressed assets? <laughs> like, what the yeah. fuck is that? It makes no yeah. sense. 500 gigs mm-hmm. 500 gigs <laughs> now this is what probably call of duty modern warfare and cold war i think together? it is yes i think it is but i mean that's still 250 gigs per game yeah no it's obscene um and like then you take into account the way playstation does patches and mm-hmm. so, like, you have to have way more space than the patch takes up because it de- has to decompress it. So, like, even <laughs> before you, uh, it just is, it is a wild problem that I, mm-hmm. I can't comprehend. Uh, I assume they didn't put that out on, uh, say anything about PS5 because PS5 games have smaller file sizes because of the way the SSD can decompress data. So right. games are usually, like, 15 to 20 gigs smaller in a lot of cases, so those games are probably still comically large, but not mm-hmm. uh, not quite as large yet. So. This is where Sony needs to step in and be like, no, you can't do this. You, well, that's, have, that, to, you have to fix this. That, that's what I would assume, because like, what the fuck is their certification process for mm-hmm. at this point? Like, it, it, it makes no sense. Like, you... Their certification process has to be a joke, or certain developers don't have to abide by it because, like, Cyberpunk was able to get out. I mean, it was for Microsoft yeah, yeah. too in that case. Uh, but yeah, like this, this just seems like it would go against all basic mm-hmm. user friendliness. And like, I, I don't know. I don't understand how this could happen. Speaking of Cyberpunk, was that ever put back on the PS4? No, it's still gone. 
Okay, that's really it's funny. it's just not on the PlayStation Store. Which let's be clear, this isn't that was not a consumer friendly move. That was a uh, Sony sick of issuing refunds, oh, so yeah, they just yeah. got rid of it. So yes, like that, that, that is, is not like good guy Sony there. No, that was that was just the CD Projekt Red <laughs> fucked them, and they said, "All right, well, fuck you then. Here you go." Which, which you can't even say that because Sony, as you said, they certified it. They were like, "Yeah, this is good." Well, they did, but that was the CD Projekt Red was like, oh, just ask for refunds before asking anyone about that. And that also everything is, is, yeah. Everything, everything. is bad. It's all, <laughs> all bad all around. But, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's just insane. 500, fucking what? 500 gigabytes. 500 gigabytes. <laughs> uh, this next one I am deeply, deeply sad about. I, there was a rumor a couple days ago that PlayStation Studios Japan is going to be closing and sony was winding down development they had made a lot of playstation exclusive games that i liked like uh gravity rush not so much knack uh i, yeah, I was gonna look up some of their more recent games uh the way they worked a lot on the last guardian um uh, you know basically, they, they did yeah. a lot of like helping like like as well like they helped with uh demon souls and patapon 2 yeah, and they had made Patapon originally. Um, right, Shadow so, of the like, Colossus they helped with. Uh, and yeah, like they had made Loco Roco back in the day. Like they make right. cool, interesting first-party Sony games. And the mm-hmm. issue that apparently was stated was that they have not had a game that sold very, very well globally uh, in a long time. So Sony's basically just like, all right, they're done. Uh, and that is that actually, I believe, today... Uh, came came true the IGN had contacted them and they said yeah most of their employees had already been laid off and uh, as of April 1st they will be going through a complete restructuring which basically consists of anyone who is still there being uh, absorbed into the Asobi team which is the team that makes the Astrobot stuff right uh and so that then they can focus on making a cohesive project and like continuing to make astrobot products and stuff like that uh, and anyone else will just be taken into the sony playstation studios thing to do whatever uh but uh, to me this kind of sucks and like it also is more like means that sony rightfully so believes that the european and the u.s markets are more important than japan now uh, which I mean, like that's where majority of their, their you know, like developers are, anyways. And I'm pretty sure it Sony's is, yeah. pretty much moved out to California as like their headquarters as well. Yeah, it just sucks because a lot of the games that uh, the Sony Studios Japan made were like cool, for you. Unique, they were cool, unique things, right? Like other than that, I mean, they weren't just like a third-person shooter. So, or, you, know. you know, just say like third person character action, I think is probably like in that yeah. that encompasses everything they make. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, you know, I wasn't expecting another knack, but it's still, mm-hmm. still sad. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm probably the only developer left in Japan is the team that makes Gran Turismo, right? Yeah. Polyphony digital. Um, so, yeah, that I mean, that. That just is a bummer. Uh, mm-hmm. So I wonder if like other studios will get a chance to take on some of those things, or if they just say no, no, no. I like, yeah, I don't know. Like, cause like, what else do they like? Recently, Gravity Rush is the only thing. 
Yeah, that that's the thing that they. And I highly doubt Sony's like, yeah, we got to get more gravity. No, I mean they shut down the Gravity Rush two servers a long time ago for the like weird online portion. They basically Sony sent that game to die anyways. Right, and then like there was like weird things back in the PS3 era, like Tokyo Jungle. Oh, Puppeteer. So I've never played Puppeteer. People say it is like a masterpiece platformer that is like one of the best Sony exclusives ever made. Uh, and Tokyo Jungle is fucking awesome. It is magical. I love Tokyo Jungle. So yeah, this stuff is cool, and we but will like, no longer get it. But we're talking like that stuff is all like basically ten years ago now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So like, as I as we said, like it kind of sucks for you and like anybody who liked more like the Japanese side of Sony, but like. That has not been their priority. No, for a long time. For so. a very long time. So, yeah, that is that is not good. Uh, Sony did a state of play, Matt. Yeah, they did. And everybody thought that they were going to announce Elden Ring, which was never going to happen. <laughs> uh, not a lot of like. There was a lot of weird shit in it. Like they started with the Crash Bandicoot being on PS5 thing, which had already been announced before that. Uh, that's cool. I believe it is a free upgrade. Um, mm. And so that that's neat. Uh, so the things that I picked out here was they showed Returnal gameplay. Mm-hmm. And it, that game is like, if I don't, people may remember the gameplay. It's like on a weird alien planet and it's like a third right, person right. shooter. At the end of this fucking trailer, she like starts talking about how she has memories of this house. And then she just like enters uh like modern day home and is like walking through a hallway and like what is a weird bizarre like pt-esque tease Mm. and i was like this is very strange so i no longer fully know what that game will be i guess um yeah and they've been doing this with all their trailers of just like hey this is it's feel felt very kojima like where they're like hey we're just being very weird here in these trailers and something tells me that the trailers are going to end up being weirder than the actual game. Oh yeah. And this, especially in this case, I think that's true. I think it's just going to end up being like a weird psychological horror thing. Like it right, always right. seemed, uh, but yeah, that, that game, I think that comes out in April. I forgot to write down that release date, but okay, that is, yeah. that is pretty soon. Yeah. Um, Oddworld soul storm. Finally, finally, <laughs> it comes, it comes out April 6th. No offense to Oddworld fans, but if I saw another fucking trailer or gameplay demo of this game i was going to go crazy they show it at everything literally everything and so april 6th i can finally stop seeing shit about Oddworld soulstorm i'm very excited they showed uh some more kenna and the bridge of spirits that game looks like a third person character action game and and i'm very excited about it Yes, it, it looks it looks pretty cool. It comes out uh, August twenty fourth, and then the thing that I wanted, I knew it was going to happen. I said in this one they're going to announce the fucking PS five version of the Final Fantasy seven remake, and they did it for me. Mm-hmm. So that shit runs at sixty. It is at four K. They're redoing all the textures. It looks fucking sick. And it is free. It is a free upgrade. But then they were like, no, dog. We got to change the name in classic Square Enix fashion. And so it's Final Mm -hmm. Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade. And it uh, has Yuffie in it. And it confirms that they have totally changed the plot. 
Uh, I'm so excited because she comes to Midgar and is working as an agent for the Wu-Tai government. And there is like a new character with her that you can play. And that is um, an extra chapter that you can pay for separately as DLC mm-hmm. if you already own the game. The uh, upgrade is free for people who have that. You can transfer your save data, they have said. Um, and there's a lot of weird shit that goes on in that trailer, man. Uh, one of the characters from the PS2 third-person shooter Final Fantasy spinoff Weiss is shown in this trailer, which is horrifying to me as someone who hates Dirge of Cerberus. Uh, and it, uh, yeah, I don't know. You play as Yuffie, and she looks really cool. And her uh, homie has a bow staff, and he looks pretty tight as well. I, I think Yuffie's redesign is very good. I am excited that they are continuing to do this. I think a lot of people were like expecting that they would be announcing Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two, but uh, most sources have Final Fantasy Sixteen is releasing this holiday season. So I think there was no possible way that was going to happen. Especially was, if 16 is targeting this holiday season. So I was expecting them to announce like an Xbox version, but they didn't uh, do Xbox or PC. It has not been a, it has not been a year yet, so they can't because oh, it's, it, it's Sony, April? Had, Sony had a one year exclusive. Yeah, it's April. So okay. what what uh, I would I would guess is that this uh, comes out June 10th, I believe. I would guess that in. Uh, on the one year anniversary, they will announce the Xbox series X version and a PC version as well. Or probably just an Xbox version. Cause there's no reason that couldn't run on the Xbox one. If it runs. On oh the yeah. Game. Xbox one and series X, but definitely also a PC version, uh, mm-hmm. which is pretty exciting. Um, I did, did want to know returnal is just a PS five exclusive. Yes, it is. Uh, Kenna is PS four and PS five. Oh yes. So is odd world Soulstorm. Uh, so I, I, I'm excited about that because, like, I have doubts I'm going to get a PS5 this year with the way the PS5 has been. That is probably fair. Yeah. And I'm I'm not going to put as much work ethic into getting a PS5 because I have the Series X and I have the PS4. So it's like mm-hmm. I, I have enough that, like, you know, I, I can definitely find games to play on those two. So, like, I, I'm not going to stress about getting the PS5 too much, but, like, and, and especially if most for most of the stuff that I care about, it's going to be coming to the PS4 anyway. So it's like, yeah, I can just kind of hold off until I can just very easily get a PS5 because I do not want to put that work into getting a PS5 because it is more work than it is probably worth right now. Uh, I would say for sure. Um, so after this, uh, mm-hmm. the PlayStation State of Play Square popped off with 100,000 Final Fantasy VII spinoffs as they used to do back in the mid to late 2000s. They are both mm-hmm. iOS and Android games. The first one I actually think is really cool, and it is called FF7 Ever Crisis, and it will be a chapter-based game that uh, has a similar art style and graphical setting to the original final fantasy seven and over mm-hmm. time they are going to release chapters that tell the entirety of the final fantasy seven saga so if you didn't want to bust out your ps2 and play dirge of cerberus or you didn't want to bust out your fucking psp and play crisis core you will be able to learn those stories in this game uh, and so that game actually looks cool, and I am looking forward to it, and we'll probably play it. The other one is fucking insane, and I thought people were lying when they were talking about it. It is called FF7 The First Soldier, and it is a fucking Final Fantasy VII Battle Royale that is a third-person shooter. 
Why? Why? If the uh, other one at least tells the story of Final Fantasy VII, this is what the fuck? Why make this for phones? Why is only? it on? I was gonna say, why is it phones only? I don't know, dude. I would, I would bet that Ever Crisis will um, come to the Switch and other stuff eventually because the graphical mm. styles fit for that. Um, right. But this just is stupid. I this one I don't get. Like the other ones, it's like yeah, there's 900 Final Fantasy VII spinoffs and movies and books. How the fuck are you gonna tell people this whole story if they want to learn that? So that is a cool way to do that. Uh, but then announcing a battle royale separate from that is dumb as hell. I don't know. Yeah, I, I who's gonna play this? Who is gonna play that? I I don't know. It makes no sense to me. Uh, actually, I forgot to say my favorite thing from the Final Fantasy VII Intergrade trailer was the part where it says it has graphics. <laughs> so, like, it basically made it seem like the PlayStation 5 version is adding graphics to the mm. game as if it didn't have it before. And I was like, <laughs> this trailer is bad, but I am very excited. Uh, so so that, that was fucking hilarious. Yeah, I don't know, man. Square can't stop with the final fantasy 7 they they literally can't do it they will go I forever mean, it sells it does well for them i was gonna say milk it because marvel they lost a lot of money so milk final fantasy for all all you can yeah it's fucking wild um i guess i'll do the last one first before we talk okay. about pokemon um because it kind of goes into it the playstation plus games for march were announced and that, weirdly enough, Final Fantasy VII Remake is one of them, which is a huge deal. And yeah. that, that means that anyone uh, who gets this will be able to get the free PS5 upgrade. So they probably did that so that um, people could pay for the DLC when it comes out. Uh, right, right. So that's interesting. Um, Farpoint, another interesting one, is a v- PSVR first-person shooter. So maybe they're trying to get people in to have a VR game to try to entice them into getting the new VR when it comes out. And Remnant from Ashes is a cool game that people really liked last year, two years ago. I can't remember. Uh, I it's kind of I hate to use this term, mm-hmm. but like it's kind of like it's 2019, but it was kind of like Dark Souls third person shooter. Yes, which like, is what it, a lot of people described it as for sure. It, where it's like a very difficult. Uh, third-person shooter but it was like a team-based thing as well yeah like, there were like three classes or something mm-hmm. yes so yeah it, it, so it was like a loot but like it was a very difficult loot and like shooter and so like um yeah so that was remnant from the ashes yeah but i remember when it came out uh people really liked it so that that's cool yeah. and it seems like this continues the trend of sony putting out uh three ps4 games and one ps5 game per month the ps5 game is called marquette and it is a indie game published by Annapurna. It's like a weird puzzle game. I don't know. So no, I'm just kind of curious what the Xbox Gold is. Uh, uh, I don't want to watch this video, but it but yeah. Matter. So the the people are getting four games a month. I don't. Plus is continuing to prove its value. That's cool. Right. And you're getting it. At least people have gotten a PS5 game. Uh, three. So four so far. Four with this um so that that's neat uh and the final thing here happened this morning at 10 a.m there was a pokemon direct they didn't call it that this time i don't remember what the fuck they called it a pokemon showcase uh there were high high expectations for this one because uh tomorrow 
is, or was it, I don't remember if it's today or tomorrow is the 25th anniversary of when Red and Green originally released in Japan. Uh, And so tomorrow there will be a hot uh, Post Malone concert streamed on the web. I don't know if you saw the song Post Malone released for the 25th anniversary of Pokemon, but it sure was a cover of I Only Want to Be With You by Hootie and the Blowfish. (laughs) (laughs) What? Uh, What? So yeah, if you want to hear a Post Malone cover of the Hootie and the Blowfish song, I Only Want to Be With You, it is out there. Uh, it is insane because, as I described to someone yesterday, the Venn diagram of people who like Post Malone, Pokemon, and Hootie and the Blowfish is three separate circles, I think. <laughs> I think it is completely three separate circles. Maybe some people like Post Malone and Pokemon, but I think Hootie and the Blowfish stays firmly outside of all of those. I don't know. Uh, I, I I like Hootie and the Blowfish and Pokemon. Like, okay, I, I, okay. So I, see, but the, the, all three can never mix. I don't think. I don't think it's yeah, possible. Yeah. Uh, it's not a great cover, and it is specifically the Pokemon 25th anniversary version. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the the album art for the single is Pikachu's tail. This is Pokemon 25th anniversary. That's crazy. But anyways. That was uh, two days ago that that came out, that hot information. Uh, But anyways, people were expecting the all-but-confirmed Diamond and Pearl remakes, uh, and they are real. They are called Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. They are not made by Game Freak. Uh, I think it's called ILCM is the company they are getting to do that. Uh, I originally saw this and thought that it was Let's Go Diamond and Pearl, and I was going to laugh my ass off because people were going to get so upset. Uh, I like those Let's Go games. I did as well. I believe they're better than Sword and Shield. But um, yeah, I don't know how you can even say otherwise. Uh, people disagree. People vehemently hated those games. I do you remember how mad people were when they announced? Yeah, those? I remember how mad people were about sword and shield so i don't know okay well that 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 i will never (laughs) i am mad about sword and shield uh but anyways that game looks fine it is like the art style is not for everyone they're like weird and chibi but then like in battle they're not it's i don't know it's weird and kind of incohesive but it looks like they just and so people were like i found this out people were expecting it to be like sword and shield but uh just like they completely remade everything and that seems asinine to me like i don't know why you would believe that because it would be so much more work to just fully remake a 2d game in that way Uh, yeah that it probably wouldn't have come out this year like that would have been such an insane turnaround time so it is still just like top down it's more 2d but with 3d sprites or whatever right uh and that's fine uh people really like diamond and pearl um diamond and pearl were great games it looks like they brought back the weird underground function so you can like make your base and shit it's cool it looks like it has all the features from the original game um and it looks it looks interesting so and it's late 2021 which means november Let's be yeah, the, the, the same as every other fucking Pokemon game ever made. Yes. Um, but the thing that I thought was crazy and did not expect at all was Pokemon Legends Arceus. And first I will say, fuck you to everyone who told me I was wrong for saying Arceus my whole life. And they were like, no, it's Arceus. They fucking say Arceus in this. They can... Who Fuck was saying Arceus? Fucking everyone, apparently, other than me. And they I don't. Were... I've been pronouncing it Arceus. Good, I... Matt. We are right, <laughs> and today we were vindicated. We are on the right side of history. Everyone who pretentiously told me I was wrong can fuck off. 
they said multiple people in that thing said Arceus. So we are right. We've been vindicated. Uh, that was the part I was most excited about, to be honest, was when he said Arceus. And I was like, oh, get fucked, everyone. Uh, but they're trying to Breath of the Wild Pokemon. And that sounds like a thing that people are throwing around lately. But if you look at the shot-by-shot comparison of the beginning of the Breath of the Wild trailer and this, it is a literal shot-for-shot recreation of that, where it flies over Link's shoulder to like show mm-hmm. the area with the mountain. If you put them side-by-side, side, they're actually identical, which I think is so funny. What I think is really funny about this is back in 2017, Game Informer was at the at, at Game Freak, and obviously Breath of the Wild had come out, and it was a very big deal. And they are like, what we want is breath of the wild pokemon and then game freak was like no 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 that would never work we could never do that (laughs) well so like what i think is insane is they go for most of this trailer making it seem like it is just like a weird third person action game like Mm -hmm. it's set in feudal Sinnoh, which is the diamond and pearl region so like good for people who like that region you know sure um but the starters are Rowlet, Cyndaquil, and Oshawa for some yep, reason. Yep. Which is yep. fun. Like, fine. I'll be. I, I love Cyndaquil. That's cool. Uh, you I, know, like, I like. Ashawa. I like. I like Samurai. I like yeah, I like yeah. Samurai. I like Decidueye. That's that's cool. It's, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, but like, so they go in and they show it. It is like an open world Pokemon game, and the Pokemon are just roaming around, and you just like free form throw a fucking Pokeball to try to catch it. But then it like shows like in what is apparently not true at all they they are like live action attacking each other mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but then later in the trailer it is very clearly just a turn-based pokemon battle so like i don't know what the fuck is going on there but also the character is a dodge roll which yeah, they yeah. do which like insinuates that the pokemon can attack you i i don't know dude it looks cool also it looks so <laughs> so so rough they show uh, one of the Pokemon moving, and it looks like it's at about half a frame a second. Like, they have half a frame of animation. It's crazy. And the frame rate's pretty bad for almost the entire trailer, but it does come out early 2022. This one is being developed by Game Freak. And uh, I don't know. Like, I I think it's cool, personally. Because if Game Freak is able to keep two types of Pokemon it stops people from being as upset as they normally would be about this change. Like Mm -hmm. I am someone who thinks just like they did with breath of the wild, just like they tried to do with Mario. Like these franchises eventually can't just be the same thing rehashed over and over and over and over again, even though that's what makes you money at a certain point, you do have to change that. So like this time I think they can get away with trying this because they have a diamond and pearl remake. So it appeals to people who have wanted that forever. It is a regular turn-based Pokemon game. That's the same formula, but then they can try a new, slightly maybe more action-oriented thing that has an interesting story. Like they said, Arceus is in the story, and he's like Pokemon God, so I'm sure it'll be fucking buck wild over in feudal Pokemon action. Um, but like I, the concept of that trailer looks cool. People are trashing it online, like in yeah. both of them. Pokemon fans always just hate everything. People are, say, saying, yeah. are saying that the art style of Diamond and Pearl looks shitty. How could they do this? It looks like the same game. Like, oh my God. Which, of course, it's supposed to be that. It's a fucking remake. Like, whatever, dog. Uh, th- so they, those games look fine to me. I'll play those. That's cool. I like Diamond and Pearl a lot. I, 
I will play that if it has all the original stuff in it. I I like mm-hmm. po- I'll play a Pokemon game once a year. Give it to me. That's fine. Uh, you say that, but then like you get upset every time. I get upset, and that's game. that's my fault. <laughs> I I fully admit I am wrong, and I will play it anyways. But anyways, Pokemon Legends is a cool new thing. Early 2022, you bet your ass I'm gonna play that. Regardless mm-hmm. of its quality, like I, I want to see them trying to change this formula, and I think that it is cool that they are doing that, and it's interesting that it coincides with their 25th anniversary. You know what I mean? Like it's like, right? Yeah, Pokemon is gonna maybe change going forward, or if it doesn't, they'll they can always revert back to their exact identical formula that is sold a trillion quadrillion copies every time, and it's sold like amazingly well for Sword and Shield. So yeah. And they showed the last one I'll talk about first, but I was the most excited by it. The Pokemon Snap footage, Matt. Mm. This game, they made it for me. And I, did you see Upside Down Sleeping Blastoise? Mm -hmm. I love him. I love Blastoise. I love everything. And you can throw fucking glow balls at them and then they like fucking do cool glow shit. This Mm -hmm. game looks magical magic i can't wait to play this game all the pokemon are so cute venusaur does that fucking belly flop into the, the stupid river oh it is such a good trailer and i oh i want it to be on april 30th i want to fucking play pokemon snap i don't care how long it is i'm so excited yeah yeah that's uh that trailer made me i was just like oh this looks so good please give mm-hmm. it to me right now and because it's like on rails, it won't run like dog shit because they can perfectly control everything that's going on. Like it's just, oh, I want it so bad. And then there's like Pokemon Instagram, so you can like apply filters to your pictures and shit. And it was weird. Like you, so I I paid way more attention to this trailer than most people probably did. Uh, but your photos get a f- rating from one to four stars, and right, then right. like they keep one of each. So like, if you look at like your page of Pokemon, it'll have a photo for one star, two star, three star, four star. Mm -hmm. So I think that's interesting. So you can like even keep the worst ones, even if you like them or whatever. So there'll always be four or whatever. Um, And yeah, it's cool. And like, it shows that it is somewhat similar to the original where like, if they're doing an action pose or doing some cool shit, uh, Mm -hmm. you're going to get more points for that. So yeah, and it just looks really pretty. Like I, I like the yeah, way yeah. it looks. And when they showed the nighttime and everything was like fun, and glowy, and you can do weird shit with it. I oh, upside down sleeping Blastoise, my guy. Very exciting. <laughs> I just, I just want. There has to be a lot more than the original. I what, mean, what? it seems like there are. It already seems like yeah. that. It, Judging it by what they like have shown, yeah. Uh, we'll 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 wait and see. There has Ooh. to be. There had there has to be. I mean, I would There's hope so. Like 60. Even if there's not, I don't care. This game, yeah. I, I'm, I'm very excited about this. I will like this game regardless of its length. Mm-hmm. If they gave me a five-minute demo, I would be, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Charge me $60 for that shit. I'm in. Pokemon Snap. So this is the first time I felt positive about Pokemon in quite, quite a while. <laughs> it, it, that's because of Pokemon Snap. Because the to other be two... Honest, are... Well, the other two are fine. Like, I'm not upset. Yeah. I'm glad that they're trying to change the formula. I think Pokemon Legends Arceus looks really cool. Like a Diamond of the Diamond of Pearl remix looks like a fucking Diamond of Pearl remake. Like what was I I don't understand what people were expecting from that. Like it's gonna be a fucking remake. Like what do you want from this? It's gonna be like every other fucking Pokemon remake. And like I don't understand the complaint about graphics when it's on the Switch. They are limited with the hardware a bit. Well, yeah, but I mean it 
it looks nothing like Sword and Shield. I mean, I think it's more like the weird chibi style that people hate, but... Oh, that's, sure. That's it's, so it's less the graphics and more the art style that people are complaining about. Yeah, and like that, you know, whatever, sure. dude. It's fucking, it's fucking fine. People also didn't like the Link's Awakening thing. Like, it, it's whatever. It's it's Not everything is for everyone. You know what I mean? I didn't care for Link's Awakening art style, but I didn't like throw a temper tantrum and like... I still love that game. Well, exactly. Exactly. Like I, this is not going to ruin Diamond and Pearl for you if you like Diamond and right, Pearl right. Four. It's going to be the same fucking game, but with some modernized Pokemon mechanics. And mm-hmm. anyone who's upset now will just fucking buy it anyways. So it doesn't matter. Pokemon fans, I don't understand. Like, even if a cool Pokemon thing is announced, like people are upset about Pokemon Legends. Like, dog, what the fuck? It's a cool Pokemon thing, and we don't know anything about it yet. Like, yes, it looks rough in that trailer. It mm-hmm. comes out in literally over, probably exactly a year or more from now is when it comes out. That is so much time. Who knows when this footage is from? Like, they're just trying to show you a thing to announce something for the Pokemon 25th anniversary. Like, just give it a give it time. Let it let it breathe. Like I. You know what I mean? I was excited about Sword and Shield until I played it. Then, then I was upset. That's at least wait till then, you know? Yeah. Wait till then. But this is like, yeah, Pokemon fans are are unpleasable and hate everything in general. Uh, yeah, so. that that is why, like, the last thing I'd ever want to become a streamer for is Pokemon. Was Pokemon? Oh, my God. Gotta be insufferable. Just the worst, the worst thing ever conceived. Other than the Kingdom Hearts streamer. That's also got to be pretty bad, I would guess. Uh, yeah, so that that's the news. That's a lot. A lot of things were announced. A lot of things were unannounced. <laughs> oh, Anthem. Pour one out for Anthem. It's so sad. Is it? Uh, I'm sad. Is it? That game needed to be taken out back and just shot <laughs> to death. Over yeah, a year but ago. they gave it. They gave it. They gave it's it hope. Been, it, they gave no. it. They gave it hope, and that's what's sad is they gave the game is probably sad now that it's being put to death. It's just it's, <laughs> they just delayed this death unnecessarily for a year. That is what's sad about it. They had they had me. I was like, what's sad is man. that like developers wasted a whole year. Oh yes, that is the saddest part. That is the sad part. People had to work on this and then be told like, oh, just kidding. We should have <laughs> we should have killed it before. And it's like, I mean, definitely yes. You wasted a whole year of your life that you will never get back. Have, have fun being a game developer for Bioware. Yeah, I oh, God, fucking come on, man. I just hope they can salvage anything from that into and put that into like anything else. Uh, maybe Mass Effect will have really good flying segments. Maybe. <laughs> I, I, I just hope they. I hope they pulled something from that. Maybe like a really mediocre storyline they can use in Mass Effect. I don't know. Just yeah, I hope I something positive can kind of come out of that. So yes. Uh, but do you want to talk about the games we've been playing? Yes. I will start. Because okay. mine fits pretty well into our previous conversation. Oh boy, you played anything? I no. Well, <laughs> go back a little bit more. Oh okay. I have started playing a mobile game, Manny. Oh my god! And it's Pokemon Go. No. Yeah. Everybody around me plays Pokemon Go again. I don't like this. Uh, yeah, but I I was like, 
Maybe I should try it because I walk a lot now, and I didn't walk a lot before. And there's a lot more than there was before. It's like you fight mm-hmm. Team Rocket and do all kinds of weird shit. And I got a couple gems, and I'm catching yeah. Pokemon, and I'm I, as I said, I the big thing is I was just like I just want another incentive to go out walking, mm-hmm. and just like being like having these eggs, and I'm like, well, if I walk, you know, like one more kilometer, I can hatch this egg type of thing. So that was the big thing for me. Yeah. I'm, I don't plan on spending any money on it. But mm, I, you I, say that now. <laughs> that's how they all start, Matt. That's true. That is true. Uh, but yeah, the, so I've been just like going out every day, just kind of walking to the park because the park has like four or five polka stops. So I can like hit, like I can actually hit a couple of them multiple times in my loop. So mm. yeah, that's what I've been kind of doing. And then, and then what, however many balls I have, that's how many Pokemon I catch for the day. And I'm kind of happy. So, <clears throat> so that's what I've been doing other than that i haven't really been playing anything mm-hmm. I, i've been watching the show the league and that's a good show it's a good show that is a good show but yeah i uh it i've been playing pokemon go again and i don't think that's too shocking because i just really like pokemon in general so. yes that makes sense yes and everyone keeps saying like you should play pokemon go i mean like with all that walking you can hatch a lot of eggs and i was like maybe i should who the fuck is who is saying that who is saying that i never think that when someone says that i'm walking so much i I never think about pokemon go and egg hatching but you don't play pokemon go so that that's i i guess that's true so that is uh Maybe you should start, you know, playing Pokemon Go and hatching eggs, Manny. The last time I played Pokemon Go was while I was sitting in the Philadelphia airport preparing to go to Japan. I was sitting next to my friend Nigel, and there was an Ekans, and I caught it and then took a picture of the Ekans on his head, and then I deleted Pokemon Go. (laughs) Is there a reason you... Did you just have it downloaded from 2016? Yes, uh and then i I, yeah and i was like i'm never gonna play this i thought about playing it because to get the region exclusive pokemon for japan but then i was like i'm never gonna fucking put this up while i'm there i will never think about it once why even have it taking up the couple gigs well not just that but you'd have to find like wi-fi there because you definitely we had we had wi-fi everywhere oh okay we had mobile wi-fi oh okay so then uh so i could have but it was not worth my time or ever Ah, uh, nope. So my plan is to not spend any money. We'll see how that goes, man. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Next week, you're going to come back and you'll be like, I bought so many incubators or whatever, and it's going to be bad. See, I don't think I'm hitting enough Pokestops for it to be an issue. Okay. As long as I don't fill up on the eggs, I think I'll feel pretty good about the incubators. Okay. But, all right. but like, watch, the like, it's probably designed in a way like that, like, all of a sudden it just, like, fills up your eggs on purpose type of thing. I bet there's some malice to the way they have this set. Oh, almost certainly, yes. So, so yeah, like, I probably will be spending some money on incubators at some point, but the plan is to not do that. that yes. That's at least the plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now you should tell me about, well, what do you want to tell me about first? Uh, I'll, we'll talk about the Guilty Gear Strive beta because it's over. I, I saw everybody on my PlayStation list playing this it while is, I was playing NHL. It is so fucking good. Guilty Gear Strive is the best. I love it so much. I, so there are two new characters, Giovanna, who is this cool lady with a wolf who like kicks a lot and stuff. I thought I was going to like her. But then I tried to play and was like, oh, man, I'm so bad at Guilty Gear. And then I played the other new character, Nagoriyuki, who is a large man with a sword. And he is so slow 
and he literally can't even air dash or forward dash. And I said, this is better for me because I can't get into trouble by smashing myself into my opponent constantly. And I don't have to play Guilty Gear. I can just wait for people to hang themselves and then catch them. And my single hits do like 25% of their HP. And it's very fun because people get very frustrated very quickly. And I Uh, learned a combo very quickly. And uh, he is dope. And I can't wait to continue playing Guilty Gear. But the most important part is they edited rollback netcode. And it is the best experience anyone has ever had playing a fighting game online. Wow. Uh, People prepared to say that. Wow. I am. People can play from Japan uh, to the East Coast, and it is still playable. Wow. Uh, and people can play on both ends of the country, and it is still playable. Uh, it is, it is, it is great netcode. They did a good job. The lobby system, on the other hand, is the worst lobby system in any fighting game ever. I will say that it is just fucking unbearably bad, and there will not be enough time for them to change that before the game releases. So that's really sad. Uh, but it just sucks. I, I feel like video games have had lobby systems figured out for a long time now uh they tried to do something like different where it's like a 2d side scroller where you're like a little pixel art dude they always do that and it's just like simpler the better i just want to get in there oh no so there's that famous tweet that is like most video games online to play you click the giant play button but in video in fighting games, you have to answer three riddles to get matchmaking. You know, like it's a fucking puzzle. And the picture for the fighting game is the Dragon Ball Fighters lobby, which is it's buck ass wild. But at least like in Grand Blue, it was kind of good. It was like uh, you go up to like arcade cabinets, um, and it like worked. But it also seems like you can't spectate people, which I don't know why the fuck fighting games keep launching without the ability to spectate matches. Uh, because Street Fighter Five did that too. Something else did that recently. It just is weird. Um, but you like have to like hold square to like ready up your sword, so that then you hope the person who is next to you that you want to fight comes up to you. But then some rando could come up to you, <laughs> and then you have to pay attention, deny their shit. But you can't like just make a private match or a private lobby. It didn't right. have. It didn't have rematching. So the part that I think is crazy is you couldn't rematch and you'd have to load in again. But in local, there is literally no load for a rematch, even on PS4. No load time at all. Like the match just instantly restarts when you hit rematch. I bet. I wonder if that was more of a beta thing, though. Like it having... might be because they definitely wanted people to test the netcode, but like also two player versus was in the beta, like local, oh. and so was the training mode and stuff. So it was like you could do things other than play online um but you yeah, know i really like it and like the art style is sick some of the characters are going to be wildly nerfed potemkin is so fucking busted soul is out of control mm. uh but i played nukia for uh, hundreds of matches probably like over 100 matches um do you expect this to be the next big fighting game in the the fighting game scene? uh maybe just because of the netcode alone like at this point like people, really hasn't been anything new like at this point people don't give a shit what it is as long as it has good rollback netcode 
and they yeah, because I'm it. just I'm just thinking like there really hasn't been anything new recently. No, uh, I mean the Street Fighter, the new season of Street Fighter just came out, and people do actually really like it a lot. So, but like that's not a new game. That's no, it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like maybe Mortal Kombat's the last like big new fighting game. Yeah, Unless... there there was a leak that they're probably going to do another combat pass for that. I mean, I guess you could say like the the Blaze Blue, but that just never really took yeah, off. Yeah, Cross Cross Tag Battle didn't. And so like I would normally say no, there's no way the Guilty Gear will get super popular. It'll just have the same diehard fans, but because of how good the netcode is, I think that it will take off uh more than previous Guilty Gears have and also its entire thing is to make it simpler mm. and easier to get into, which I think is the case. Uh it is well, it is trying to like... do a lot of stuff. I feel like Dragon Ball coming in and it's it's kind of gotten people more into, you know, like that team's like, you know, systems like people are much more familiar with them after Dragon Ball, I think, has yes. helped them as well. So. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like they did remove a lot of the more wild, ridiculous shit that is in Guilty Gear and like the combos are a lot shorter, which people are upset about. But like the character oh, yeah. I use is meant to hit you once most of the time anyways uh and yeah it's cool i mean they accidentally made a lot of weird advanced systems so like the, the way the roman cancels work now i think like in a couple years people will be able to do like the wildest shit you've ever seen when they figure like people figured out three or four infinites within an hour of the beta coming out so like oh uh good. but it also is like it's a couple month old build so right, right. that most of that stuff's probably already been fixed um and yeah, it was crazy because the first beta did not have the rollback netcode and it was it was unplayable. Like people couldn't play it. And then they were like, oh, well, we're making rollback netcode. And then they they put this beta out and it was like, holy shit, dude. What the fuck? <laughs> like it, it is awesome how well it plays. So like rollback netcode is super hard to implement unless you make the game from the ground up with it to actually have it right. be truly good. And they, they did that. Um, and now like uh, they said that... Uh, SNK said they're looking into it for King of Fighters 15. Um, so, well, you have to. There's I, no I, I, yeah, I, I, especially now with the way COVID is and stuff. Like, I, it is awesome. And like, normally I don't get as into fighting games anymore as I did with this beta. Like, I can't wait to play this game again. I can't wait for the beginning of April. I'm so excited to play this game more. Very excited. And then you're gonna play it, and then like two weeks later, you're gonna be like, oh, everyone has gotten infinitely better than me and i, I mean, we, we will see we will see because like the, i don't know it's what we see like we nanny will. yes we will see don't don't get your hopes up i i don't want to be the one to do this to you but this is probably not the fighting game that's gonna get you really good at fighting games i don't know it's so fun and i was able to beat nukio sometimes despite the Ooh. fact that he uses the same character and uh knows all the combos um <laughs> But no, I mean, yeah, I the first day we played, I beat him way more. The second day, he had figured me out quite a bit, and I only won, like, one time. But it's still, I have had have mad fun, and usually the matches were way more close than they normally would be. So it's like, mm -hmm. because I don't have to play Guilty Gear, and that's what I like about it, is I can just play, like, a normal, like, it's basically like I'm playing Samurai Showdown instead. Uh, and so that feels cool. My character, I can still hang myself with because if he uses specials too much, it fills his blood gauge, and then he goes into this weird mode where he can't use his specials anymore, and his health rapidly drains. Yikes! But I got better, and now I don't really go into that mode anymore because I've figured out how to manage it, and I figured out how to trick Nukio into letting me command grab him. So, 
Uh, yeah, but all, all the characters look super sick. Um, they had announced that Eno is the final character, um, and she is coming out. And this is actually supposed to end the Guilty Gear story overall. So, oh. uh, that's cool. like that doesn't mean Guilty Gear is going to be done after this. No, way. but like their current story arc that has been going on from all of Guilty Gear will end. So I think you that... think they would just kind of like do a Mortal Kombat and like relaunch it type of thing. Uh, maybe or there will be some new threat. I mean, like Blaze Blue's plot is over too. I think, and they haven't made a new actual Blaze Blue. They just made that weird crossover game. So. I'm just kind of wondering because, like, that, like fighting games are tricky. Where like you can't just be like, "This story's done, and now we have all new characters." Because people will not like. No, it. I mean they do. They have the same character. Like King of Fighters arc is over too, but they have like King of Fighters story is like anime arcs. The way that it's fucking so dumb. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know how they're gonna do it. And there are a lot of characters that are in the story that have not been playable. So there's probably those characters will probably be DLC early on or whatever. Um, anyways, I really like it, and I think it was a good beta. It was sweet. Very exciting. As I said, I saw, whenever I'd go on my PlayStation 4, because I'd just been playing NHL, uh, I was like, more than half of my friends list is playing Guilty Gear right now, so mm-hmm. it's got to be pretty good. Yes, it was It was very good. Um, and the non-beta game I played is Persona 5 Strikers, mm-hmm. and I got into many arguments with people on the internet who keep trying to tell people that this is not a Musou game, that this is not a Dynasty Warrior style game. They are fucking wrong. It is. It doesn't matter that it's not you taking over outposts and that it is like overworld encounters, like an RPG. You fucking push square, 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 triangle in a game that is literally made by the team that makes Dynasty Warriors. It is a Musou game. The fact that it has some Persona elements does not change that fact. <laughs> Anyways, mm-hmm. it is okay. Like, I, I think most people like this game way more than I do. So it acts, it's literally like Persona 5 too to be honest. Um, In Japan, this game came out before Royal did, so none of the elements that were added for Royal are in this game. But basically, spoilers, in case people have not finished Persona 5 or don't know what happens at the end, even though it's not really a spoiler, basically, like, the school year is over, the main character returns back home because he doesn't live in that city originally, Um, and Makoto and Haru go off to college and everybody else just lives their lives or whatever. The main character comes back to uh, the city for summer break and Haru and Makoto come back for summer break. And basically they decide that they want to go on like a summer road trip and have fun. Oh. Or whatever. Um, but what ends up happening is uh, the metaverse, which is where they go and fight the shadows and stuff is not gone. And people are having their hearts changed uh, and so basically you end up being tasked by an undercover police officer to solve these issues, uh, whatever. But they're also doing it because they're like, we're going to arrest you because we think you guys are doing this. Um, and so while it, it's it's a slightly different thing than the palaces, they're called jails now and everything works slightly differently. But basically you're killing shadows and then you're making the person at the end have a change of heart. Uh, except that it's slightly 
more it's it's people are trying to say it's a straight up action rpg but if that's the case it's the worst playing action rpg of all time uh it's it's basically just a dynasty warriors game that has some persona elements like you can use persona skills and so like say that it's a persona that you're fighting that's weak to fire it will get Mm -hmm. knocked down like in persona and then you can attack it that is actually something similar to what most recent dynasty warriors games have been doing Mm-hmm. so it just feels very similar to most recent dynasty warriors games but yeah you you still ambush the shadows like you would you sneak up behind them and then it starts a battle that has like 15 20 enemies in it you fight them by gnashing square and using some persona skills um i just the idea that people are like no 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 this is this isn't that that's like anytime a from software game comes out and people oh yeah was I, like, so this i isn't I, so there was a thread on Resetera that I got very heated in because the dude is basically like, I don't like Musou games. And it makes me sad because I would like to play a sequel to Breath of the Wild or prequel in the case of Age of Calamity. Right, right. And I would like to play a sequel to Persona 5, but I can't get over the gameplay. And so everybody came into this thread and was like, no, dude, you should just do it. It's not really a Musou game. Like, no, it's totally different. It's totally fine. And I was just like, dude, if you don't like Musou games, that's fine. Live your life. Mm-hmm. Continue to live your life. Like, I don't think that the plot of this game is that good or that the plot of Age of Calamity is that good. Like, if you if you care about that, like, just go watch a YouTube video. Like, if, say, if, it, if, yeah. it's, if it's not your thing, that that's cool. Like, you recognize that, don't do it. I, I, fully, I fully support that. I get why people wouldn't like Musou games. And so what I can't tell is if this is people who hate Musou games trying to be like, oh, but I actually do like this one. So I gotta mm-hmm. pretend like it's not a Musou game. Like, it still is the same thing at its core. Like, the way the combat works. Like, if you can honestly play this game and push square and tell me, mm-hmm. no, it plays nothing like a Musou game, you're fucking out of your mind. It, is, hey. it, is it different? Does it have twists on it? Sure. But it, it is it is the same thing. I mean, I like brain-dead games, but I typically like more, like, like brain-dead, like, third-person shooters and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where like you are more like you like a more brain dead like action yeah and like, so, so like, like this this like... is slightly less brain dead than i would say most muso games are because you mm-hmm. do have to worry about the weaknesses you have to dodge more some of the bosses take way way too long to kill mm-hmm. uh but yeah it like has a lot of those muso elements that have been added right. recently and like I, it, to me it just speaks to what a good job omega force has been doing recently with making these spin-off muso games feel closer to what the franchise they're like a part of you know what i mean like right, right. this feels more like a persona game age of calamity feels more like breath of the wild did and that's cool like i think they're doing a yeah, good yeah, job. Yeah. um i think which is that, what you want yeah like, which is want... what i would want yeah you want them to like still retain like the elements of what what those like what mm-hmm. they make but then like implement and just kind of you know have some shake up like that's ideally what like when you're buying that from that studio that's what you're looking for that is what i'm you're, looking for yes but then you're but then you're getting a spin to make it so it's so like there's something a little different going mm-hmm. on here so it's not the same stale thing uh, so like yeah I, I don't understand and so like it's also one of those things where because their recent games have been so successful they're getting larger budgets so like it's very clear yeah. that this game has a huge budget there mm-hmm. are like anime cutscenes. they were able to get back all the original voice actors most of the dialogue is voiced uh mm-hmm. and so it's cool because it is just like if you liked those characters in persona 5 like it's just like they're hanging out doing the same thing they did before and there are a couple new characters that i think are really good 
um, the undercover cop guy, Zenkichi, is like a single dad, and I think he fucking rules. And seeing his dynamic of being like a 35-year-old man interacting with these fucking teens is hilarious to me. Um, because he just doesn't understand anything they're talking about. Like, he just feels so out of touch, and it, it, it's weird. Uh, and is so, that the yeah. guy that you live with? No, that's Sojiro, but I also love Sojiro. Because he was another one that seemed a little out of touch. Yeah, Sojiro's very out of touch. And he, I, what I love about the way they wrote Sojiro is he doesn't try to understand anything mm. about okay. what's going on. They're, he's just like, you know what, you guys are saving the world or whatever, do your shit. Yeah, I didn't play it long enough, but yeah, it was yeah. basically like he'd be like, you got to go to bed. Yes. So that, that, that's as far um, as I got. But yeah, so the new character is Zenkichi, and he's he's interesting. There is also like this weird AI that's basically Siri. Mm. Anyways, uh, you basically are traveling around Japan trying to find these things to basically thwart the evil plan, which is not apparent yet. Um, and it's, it's fun. Like, I, I, do, I do like it um to a certain extent like i'm definitely gonna beat it uh but mm-hmm. i i don't think it's like it's fucking revolutionary and groundbreaking as a lot of people are making it out to be like it's just a good spin on a musa game that right gives you the option to interact with these characters and like it tries to do the it, like there's no social link stuff but like you still up your bonds with the characters to be able to unlock shit on this weird skill tree you still get personas you still fuse them you still get the same kind of skills and stuff so it, it has a lot of that stuff that makes persona persona right um and yeah so i like i've i'm like 10 hours in i think it's like a 40 hour game overall oh are they normally that long no uh usually not i think age of calamity is 30 ish uh but even before that like most story modes in these games are like 10 hours usually yeah that's what i thought because like that's i don't know if like maybe 15 is probably pushing it i don't know if you want to do something like that for 40 the way this is it makes sense because it's just like it's basically just a sequel so there's a lot of storytelling and stuff and it it works and you can still like most dynasty warriors games you only are walking around in battle this you walk around the japanese cities that you're going to and like can interact with people and go to shops and stuff so that part is a little bit different uh yeah i don't know i like it i think it is now the most highly reviewed muso game of all time Oh wow, good for them. Uh, Age of Calamity was before that, I think. So, which I think, I mean, this came out in Japan earlier. Yeah, like, like I, earlier and... this came out in Japan years ago. So, yeah, I think yeah, two, the... two or three years ago. So, yeah, good, good for them. Yeah, uh, good, good for them. Um, I today bravely default two came out, uh, and it mm. got delivered one minute before the podcast. So, I will be playing that jrpg goodness later today i don't have anything to say because i did not play the demo because it wasn't like the previous bravely default demos where they were their own unique thing it was just like yeah it's like the beginning of the game and i was like well i'll just play the game do you have like a fan or something going i do not because i hear something in the background like noise wise weird i do not know what that would be I don't know. It's like a ticking noise. I, I, I don't know. It's hard to explain. I okay. hope it's not picking it up, and it's just like a me thing, and it won't be picked picked up on the the the, the you know the recording. So I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I do not either. I do not hear anything. Mm. Yeah, I don't know how to explain it. Okay. It sounds like a fan. That's the best way I can describe it. It might be something happening upstairs. I don't know the answer. Okay. The answer. 
Um, I do hear what you're talking about now, and I can't pinpoint what it is. It sounds like one of the cats is scratching something, but they are both right here not scratching anything. <laughs> yeah, but like it's such a consistent. There's no way that would be an animal. It's too consistent for an animal. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> As I said, hopefully the recording doesn't pick this up. But if yeah. it does, whatever. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, if you can hear it, it's definitely being picked up. So. Okay. Good. 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 Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. All right. But that's the the games we've been playing. Mm -hmm. Unless you have anything else you'd like to add. I do not. Um. Oh, did you play any more Super Mario 3D World or no? no. Uh, yeah, I basically 100% at Super Mario 3D World, the regular game, and mm. I will probably end up beating Bowser's Fury sometime soon. I okay. play, I played more of it. It's still good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta get back into games. I, I just been taking a little break, which has been kind of nice to be honest. Mm -hmm. uh, bad for the podcast, but nice. For <laughs> Because you, you, every once in a while, you, you just need a break, you know? Yes. Because I'm, I'm the type of person, and I know you're the same way. You, you go too in on something, mm -hmm. and then, like, you're just like, well, now I need to take a step back from this. Because, like, I was, like, I was playing a ton of video games in the, the, the summer and the, the, the fall. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but right, I assume we're just going to do a Frosty this week? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't, right. I don't have anything else. Yeah, I, I got nothing this week, so let's let's pull one out. Let's pull one out. What are you? Oh, I've never played this game, so we might not be able oh. to talk about it. It's uh, Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons. Did you play Brothers? I have not. Okay, so should we pick another one then? We should. I I've downloaded that, and then I never played it, and then it was taken off Game Pass, but. Uh... Maybe we'll, we'll talk about... I, I'm sure we'll talk about that at some point, because I might yeah, play yeah. it at some point. All right. Well, I will put that back in, and I will okay. grab another one, which I have definitely played, and it is Super Mario 64. Uh, what? You, you've played that? <laughs> I have. I've played Are it. Are you sure? I've played it multiple ways. <laughs> multiple platforms, multiple times. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is interesting, since they're killing Mario at the end of next month. Uh, it's very timely. I, I mean, like... To start things off, the most influential game of all time. Uh, possibly, could you, yeah. Could you make that argument? I think I you could make that. Argument. I think you could make that argument because, like most, yes. especially most games you like, uh, like three D platformer type things came from this. You know what I mean? Like Not the, just that, but I mean like just three D games in general. Yeah, a lot of three D games. Come, yeah. Uh, like I mean, they didn't have the camera down yet. I oh, mean, like definitely that, not at all. That that took until the PS two. That's when they they started figuring out how cameras work. Yes. In the 3D plane, but uh -huh. like just so many like minor little things that this this like the game solves uh, for basically 3D games going forward. Mm -hmm. Because before this, it was like games were just 2D sprite based. Yeah, and, and poly polygons and just just were not a big thing. The fact that this was an N64 launch game is still insane to me. That mm -hmm. makes my brain explode because right, it's got to right. be like the best launch game of all time or something. Um, and it just, yeah, I, I, I like, I love Super Mario 64 is timeless to me. It is one of those things that has influenced the way every Mario game has been since then. 
pretty much like you collect the stars by doing specific objectives and then like that went on to sunshine that went on to galaxy that went on to galaxy 2 that went to odyssey so if it was right. like a new 3d mario game it is like maybe it's not a star but like in the case of uh sunshine it was shines and then in galaxy it was the fucking i can't even remember star things uh and yeah it just oh my god I can, there's so much to say that i uh, yeah I, this is this I, is a tough one my words will not come out right now um yeah i mean mario was always one of the most influential and well-known things in gaming but i think that... i mean like you could say the the first one was like yeah I, I mean, just like the first Mario and Mario 64. I mean, those are probably like the two most influential games of all time mm-hmm. because like the original Mario saved video games mm-hmm. and then Mario 64 basically made it. So people were like, Oh, uh, 3d, uh, you know, like games with a 3d design are, you know, possible. So th- this is how this can work. I mean, like so many people are like this just transformed what I could I thought video games could be. So mm-hmm. um as a little note, I <laughs> you said it's the best uh launch game of all time. So I just kind of typed googled uh, best launch games of all time and I found this article and it's the 25 best launch games of all time. <laughs> I just thought you would find this funny. Yeah. Uh, number 25 on the list is Super Street Fighter 4, the 3DS edition. <laughs> oh, God. I'm really uh, scraping the bottom of the barrel for this yeah, list. Maybe, may, maybe make that a top 24. That's all I'm going to say. Yikes. Because uh, Killer Instinct is on that list for Xbox One, and that's okay. That is, I that, that is actually good. Yeah, uh, but, but I mean, the, like the... in terms of like influence or like just quality of game, Mario sixty four <laughs> yeah, yeah. is absurd. Uh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. you know, it's one of those things where like I do think that maybe now it is not easy to go back to the original one, which I found out when I brought Super Mario three D All Stars to. Uh, my friend Calvin's because we usually play a game when I go see him for vacation or whatever. And I was like, we should play Mario 64 because you've never played it. And it was very clear immediately that we could not mm-hmm. do that because of the way the camera control worked. And I knew he would get too frustrated. So I ended up playing Galaxy just because it's closer to what more modern games are like. And he played Odyssey to 100% completion and shit. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so it doesn't necessarily hold up in that way, which is why I think it's baffling, uh, that they included the original N64 version in 3D All-Stars because they remade it for the DS, which was a launch game for the DS, uh, and they added a bunch of stuff to that. Like, it has better camera control, you could also play as Luigi, Yoshi, and Wario, and they all played slightly differently, and, like, that was really cool. But just, yeah, I don't know. Like, to me, when I think of, like, what is the 3D platformer, like, what comes into my mind is Mario 64. Because even though right. while, like, Banjo-Kazooie does a lot of the same stuff that Mario 64 does, arguably better, because it came after it, but it is, like, Mario 64, you jump into the paintings to go into the different right. worlds and then get the star. Whereas in Banjo-Kazooie, you go into the worlds and then you get the Jiggies, which well, are the equivalent the, of the star. There, there's a there's a big difference. And like my 
like I'm distorted a little bit with this because like I didn't get the the 64 until way later, mm-hmm. so I got like Mario 64 and Banjo Kazooie at the same time. So like for me, like that three years like that doesn't quite exist. Yes. Like that like you, I didn't see that like that that progression. I just kind of saw Banjo Kazooie. And what I liked about I don't want to be negative towards Mario, yeah. but what I liked about Banjo is like you go into a world and you stay in that world. Yes. You get you can you can one hundred percent that world and then leave. Mm-hmm. Mario, you get in that world, you get a star, and then you're knocked out, and then you have to go back in. And yes, it's a little different, but it's still like you have to just keep going back into the world. Mm-hmm. And I just don't like that design as nearly as much. Which is fair. A, that's a personal preference thing. And like I also I, I think Odyssey is the first one that doesn't do it like that. Yeah, that Odyssey is much more which I remember when Odyssey came out, people were like, Oh, it's a lot more like Banjo kazooie mm-hmm. And I think that is one in one way people are saying that. Because you do you go into like a big world and then you just stay in that world until you're you're kind of content and mm-hmm. you can leave. Yeah, whereas in most other three D Mario games they follow that same thing where it's like each right. because each thing has a unique goal, it's especially in Galaxy. Yes. Um But I would say especially in Mario as well. Like, but I mean, I guess they're like the first time you go in, you have like multiple choices of what you want to do first type of thing as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then like in sunshine, they try to add more variation where like you could mm-hmm. collect blue coins or whatever the fuck at the same time, if you wanted to do mm-hmm. that. Um, but yeah, I, in 64 also is one of those ones where just like, I, I mean, granted I was fucking six years old. Right. So it just always, it still always feels magical to me because right. I don't know. It was just like, it was wild. I, I remember going, I would always rush to the target demo kiosk mm-hmm. to fucking play that. Cause I didn't get an N64 myself until a couple years later. Right. And I would fucking always go there and like dick around in Mario. And then later I would dick around in Banjo Kazooie. You know, I would always go play whatever the demo thing they had was, but I don't know, just, like, everything in that game felt magical to me at the time, because it was, like, nothing was like that. Nothing was 3D in that same way. Nothing had been like that before. And so, like, when you are living in that moment, it is insane. And it makes me feel sad, because that kind of thing will probably never happen in that same way again for kids now. I... I would say I had a similar similar experience with VR the first time I did VR. So like that is that is fair. I can see that happening. But like think about the difference like you grew up playing the PlayStation 3 and like yeah, now yeah. you're going to the PlayStation 5 like there was no transcendent moment like there's no, still, no, no, no. most games are still designed the same like yes the graphics are better but it's not like some wild leap into the future or whatever which i think like it, it makes me sad because i feel like that kind of thing will never happen again which is interesting but for vr you're definitely right like that is a totally different new experience yeah because like i mean like you I mean, forget the PS3. I mean, you go back to basically PS2 to PS5. I mean, like, there's a clear progression of things getting better, but it's not, like, none of that is, like, a trans, like, just, like, crazy, like, oh, my God, this is a huge change for video games. And, like, except for VR, I can't really think of anything that, like, because, like, even motion controls, you're like, hey, this is kind of neat. And then, like, after a little bit, you're like, oh, this is actually kind of broken, and it doesn't, even really worked that yeah, well. Yeah. 
Whereas like, so I feel that way. I feel this way about Mario 64, but I think a, a lot of, that's why a lot of people feel so passionately about Final Fantasy VII is because it did that same thing where it was like, it was these mm-hmm. 2D turn-based games where now it is like this fully 3D wild shit that is completely different than anything else was before. And I get it. Like, I, I do get that because I still feel that way about Mario 64. But it's just like, it's one of those things where I do, I do have to admit that, like, especially the camera control in 64 is rough to go back to now because it's not full camera control. I do think it's hilarious because, like, they couch the camera in that game as it is Lakitu following you with a camera. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. Well, I have to imagine the camera is better in the... I don't want to call it a remake or whatever you want to call it than the original where you're using the C buttons on the N64 controller. So you would think that, but they did not update the camera control. So it is like still like locked. So like you'll hit the button to change the camera and it will go in a lock in place. And so it's, that's why I think it's insane. They didn't, they did literally zero work on that game. Yeah, that's that's Which crazy. Seems crazy because like you had solved this problem in the DS version. Mm-hmm. So what? Video games have solved this problem for yes, 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 many years. But that that just seems like one thing where it's like, oh yes, we could make this small tweak and it would mm-hmm. enhance the experience for someone who is coming to this for the first time, and yeah, not, but... not in 1996. Like, why do all that work for just like such a limited time you know maybe? that's fair like, i mean if mario's gonna get killed soon so it, you know, they're gonna remove it from the eShop. it's it's all mm-hmm. over soon no one will be able to play mario 64 ever again nope after after march 31st it's over for, for mario i mean they're definitely just gonna stick it on the store and oh sell, like, each one for, st- sell each one for like 30 dollars, aren't they yeah or it'll be like the disney vault and they'll like bring it back next year and they'll be like but only for a limited time and it'll be like jesus christ i hope that happens and it sells like dog shit I also hope that happens and it sells like dog shit. I just, but it's one of those things where it's like Mario 64 is so easily accessible. Like it is one of the most easily pirated games and it works flawlessly on an N64 emulator because it's one of the main games people give a shit about. You could get it on a DS, which would Mm -hmm. play it in 3DS. So you could Mm -hmm. still play it there. Like uh, you could fucking get it on the switch like it there's so there's so many easy ways to play mario 64 you could get it on the fucking wii e-shop back in the day you could get it on the wii u e-shop like fuck off there's it's not like this is a hard thing to make happen <laughs> everyone can play mario 64 how come on Uh, it's also one of the games that I fully remember being like you actually get like a weird reward for completion where like you mm. get all the stars and then you go to the roof and Yoshi is there. And I remember that like blowing people's minds because he's like not in the rest of the game. And so that was cool. And it added a bunch of power ups that uh, like that was where Metal Mario first appeared. That was where mm-hmm. he gets the wing cap like it's on the cover art of that game. And I, you know, they don't really use the wing cap after that game. Uh, yeah, and that was the first. You know, like Mario had health; he didn't just get small. It was, oh, it yep, was yep. he had the, the pie health or whatever. 
and yeah, it was just like everything, everything in it was diverse. And like, there's so many interesting areas that music I will remember forever. I mean, Koji Kondo is just a fucking Nintendo legend and he does that for Mario every... music in general is just like iconic. Yeah. And I mean, Koji Kondo is just like, uh, mm. people know those Mario songs. Like I, oh, right, right. I can fucking bob on Battlefield gets stuck in my head probably every other week from this game you know what i mean i i play the dire dire docks theme in beat saber you know what i mean like it's just iconic music that i will remember forever and they remix going forward right so yeah i i mean i don't know how much i can truly say about mario 64 like i i'm not over here doing some deep dive or anything but it's just it it means a lot for video games i think and it was important yes but yeah, I, I don't know. It's just one of the. It is the first three D platformer in that way. Like it is, it was a big deal, and it's still. It a lot of games are what they are now because of Mario sixty four. You know what I mean? Right, right. I I would say, its influences are for games made today. I would say probably somewhere ninety percent of video games made today are influenced in some way by you know Mario sixty four. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you could say like some of like some of the indie games, like the two D sprite based indie games, probably aren't too influenced by Mario sixty four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh, but they're just. But then that goes back to like original Mario type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like uh, Mario, in some way, has his hands in like almost everything. Almost almost game. everything, yeah. So it. Uh, I, that, and I love that as someone who loves yeah. Mario, like you can draw parallels back to Mario from almost mm-hmm. anything. So I yeah. I like that. someone who's not as big of a mario fan i can at least appreciate everything it has done for you know for video games yeah yeah. mario is i love mario i should get a i should get a mario tattoo do you think they will ever do like a mario maker 3d edition (laughs) no no i know because i think it would be too difficult to have people program for it, you know what i mean like it's one of those things where it's like at that point it's just dreams <laughs> but with but with mario things is, is some mm. random kid gonna watch 45 hours of tutorial videos to learn how to make a mario stage like i don't know mm-hmm. i would love that because i would yeah, I, right. I would fuck around with that for sure uh but i think that they would have to find some very nintendo like way to use their magic and figure it out because I, I don't know that it would work very well yeah i mean like making a 2d would definitely be easier than do do like a 3d because like dreams is so dense mm-hmm. it's a simplified like i've downloaded like uh unity and messed around with unity some and actually learned how to make like a like a platformer level oh nice uh but like dreams is like another dense that like i had more fun like it was easier to just mess around with unity than it was to do to do dreams and like you're right i mean like it would have to be like dreams level type of situation and that would be very difficult i would say so one of the one of the things i always think is interesting this is getting off of this topic a little bit a little bit is like you'll play a Mario Maker level and be like, oh, this isn't that good. And mm-hmm. it's not always easy to quantify, but it's one of those things where you can't like teach good game design necessarily. Like you could give someone a tutorial in Dreams, you could give someone a tutorial in Mario Maker, but they have to then 
understand and quantify what good level design is which is why like which is why most mario maker levels are bullshit right it's like it's some dude who's just like i put 90 bowsers and it's like (laughs) well that's that's not good game design my guy like what the fuck like you have to think about game design philosophy in these things and that's why like some things in dreams just don't work is because it's one of those things where it's like you just got to learn about game design in a way that or think about it in a way that is good for the player. I think a lot of times when people think about ideas for games, they formulate the idea in their mind and they're like, oh, this would be cool. But then they don't think about how it would work from a player perspective. Well, that and like you, you're typically like, if you're making a game, you're working with other people and like Mm -hmm. you're getting outside perspective. Like I, I don't like, especially with like Mario maker, you are not getting anybody's other like second opinion until it's already out in the world type yes. of thing, you know? Um, where like I made a couple levels and I'm sure you thought like these are fine. Yeah, I like the level I played of yours. Uh, like it's not like amazing game design, but like and I'm sure you had you like if you could like you I'm sure you could have had some critiques of it or yeah. whatever. But but, uh, like, but I mean that's... like in that case, like you understood how to make a completable level and you were like, Oh, yes. this would be a cool thing to do or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like sometimes you just play a level and you're like, What There's what are we doing little... here? There's nothing to this, like this sucks. There's very little logic to whatever is happening here. Yes. Yeah, and so... so it's one of those things where like I always find it fascinating that they made the original Mario levels on graph paper. And like, Mm -hmm. that's why Mario maker works is because it's just like each thing is one square or whatever, or it takes Mm -hmm. up a couple squares. And like, just the fact that someone was fucking around with level design on literal graph paper, I find to be so awesome. Yeah. And like, I, that's why like going completely off track, like Stardew Valley, I think is just like so incredible. Yes where he made that game for X amount of years. And then like a few weeks before it came out, he was just, he went to his girlfriend and was like, is this good? (laughs) (laughs) And and then like he released it and then like, it just took off in like this huge way. But like, yeah, like, like you just never know. Uh, But like, uh, but yeah, like, but yes, I mean, people who made those, those Mario levels, like, it, it make Mario Maker makes you appreciate the people who actually oh my like, know what they're doing with yes. Mario level and just two D platformers in general. So, because mm-hmm. it seems simple, but there is a lot more. Like oh, there's every there's, single there's, block placed, and like every time you're jumping, there's a very specific reason why. Yes, you're jumping and like that th- that's why I think that three D level design still blows my mind. Like you listen to people and they tell you like why this thing is this color. And it's because mm-hmm. they want you to go over here instead of going over somewhere else. And like, what is the path they want you to take and how they make mm-hmm. your brain think you should take that, especially in open world games. It like blows my mind where it's like, yeah, nine times out of 10 people will take this route. But then you got the weirdo mm-hmm. over here. Who's like, I'm exploring <laughs> everywhere. And how do you get them to go where they need to go? Uh, that's you don't. Yeah. You don't you, usually, but you like, do not get, you do not get Nukio to go where you want him to go. <laughs> And it's like, yeah, at a certain point, it's just like, yeah, you have to accept there are some people like that, but you can get, you can get most people or like, I don't know, like if you showed someone the climbing sections in Uncharted, like there is like a weird video game language that is instilled in your brain from playing enough games that some people just don't have. Well, they and they focus test those. They do. And like anytime, like people have struggles, they figure out ways to 
angle the camera in such a way so you know where you're supposed to jump next. Yeah, and I think um, I think that stuff is cool. Like that. Yes. I think people don't think enough about level design in that way, and which I mean, like I've, people who make games, they oh, went to they college. They went to college and learned how to like make video games. Like, you know, we're just amateurs over here being like, we've played video games. We know how it works, you know, and we reality is we know nothing. I know, but I just, I, that kind of stuff I just always find. Yes, it's fascinating. fascinating. And like, that's why Mario 64 is like one of the Mm -hmm. pinnacles of level design overall. Like, the way they get you to do things, the way everything is laid out is ridiculous, is the point I was trying to come around to, which I did. Yes, no, yeah, yeah. So that works. Uh, but I mean, that's all I got. If that's all, if that's all, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, uh, just a a nice solid length of a podcast, uh, a little over an hour and 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have a ton to say about Mario just because, like, as I said, I was always a Banjo-Kazooie kid, a Banjo-Kazooie guy. So, like, uh, I could say a lot more about Banjo-Kazooie. I've only <laughs> I've only played a couple hours of Mario. I can appreciate what it does, but, like, I really can't say too much about the game itself. Um, but I do really appreciate the Mario Kart 64 mm. level where you can kind of go into, like, Peach's Castle. Yes. I, I always loved exploring uh, that <laughs> that because I always thought that was like amazing at the time. I remember as a kid just being blown away by that. Yeah. Uh, but but that's a that's a completely different game. That, <laughs> uh, Manny does not like. I do not like he, Mario sixty four. I that is probably your least favorite Mario Kart game. That is true. That or Double Dash. It, you know, depending on what day you ask me, I could go back and forth. I really hate Double Dash, and people get mad about that as well. It's okay. Double, I, dash, double is, dash. Double dash is more common to not like, I think, for sure. Yes, but then like that has this like very silent m- minority or whatever you want to say that like just lose their brain anytime anybody says anything negative about double dash, and it's like I don't understand why you're defending this so much because yes. it's I do not like any of the tracks. That's no, I really don't dash. like any of the tracks. Yes, that is that is fair that is that's the big issue like it's it's a decent racing game with bad tracks mm-hmm. yeah. that's that's my take on double dash yeah that's kinder than mine <laughs> <laughs> but we don't have to get into that now um so yeah that'll, that'll... i'm sure mario kart is in the frosty oh I'm almost sure almost certainly we'll get we'll get there we'll get there someday but with that that'll do it for us here um as always the theme song is sting operation by the band anamanaguchi excellent chiptune band uh you can check them out many places i'm waving i'm Matt, waving goodbye that's uh, waving fans. he's waving goodbye uh, and um that'll do it we will catch you guys next week peace out